Hey, Reducers! Welcome back, Tatsune Miku's Crack House. This is episode 40, Redux. We didn't have a show last week because we recorded episode 40 and it fucking sucked. We didn't want to post it because it was fucking trash. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was really it was actually really bad. We recorded really bad. shit. We've let me rephrase that. We've re-recorded shit before. There was an episode we recorded about forty minutes, and I was just like, "Let's stop." No, you were like, one of us was like, "Hey, let's stop," and the other one was immediately like, "Yeah, yes. that's happened twice now." Uh, the first time, okay. the first time, it's it's because I, I started saying some real sus shit. Um, that was gonna be irrelevant in a week. I, I tried to, I tried to to weigh in on on uh. On Netflix's cuties, and you were like, "This conversation is not happening. <laughs> this conversation is not." You just like did not want to have it, and like you were right. That was absolutely the right choice because cuties. Fucking, I, I guarantee you, when I said cuties, all of you were like, "Oh yeah, I remember that now." Instead of being like, "Ah yes, cuties, yes, yes, what a relevant controversy that we all yes. remember," uh, and then the second time. The second time we got 40 minutes in and we re recorded that episode twice, which was the right choice because it ended up being the Loud House revamped episode. Yeah, which was awesome, which is a, a highlight. Yeah, which was one of one of my yeah, favorites. <laughs> me too. That's at least one of my favorite bits for sure. But enough about the past. Enough about fucking jacking ourselves off for, for producing good episodes uh, or re-recording when we have a bad episode, I should say. Um, Miles, what the fuck have you been doing? This week has been uh, an existential nightmare for me. Uh, see you next week on Hatsune Miku's Crack House. <laughs> Bit of a quick one today. Bit of a quick one today. Bit of a quick one today, but, you know, pretty good, pretty good. Make sure to check out our sponsor, Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club will get you the, the clean... Well, because of inflation, they're 50 cent shade club. <laughs> You mean a dollar fifty shade? A dollar fifty shade? A dollar fifty? Yeah, sorry. Inflation goes up. Deflation goes down. They're two dollar shave club now, fuckers. Dude, I'm like, I'm actually kind of over games in general, dude. Like, I'm so over games. I'm so done with video games. And this was my existential crisis this week. Is that I've, I've, it's no secret I've wanted to like get back to doing YouTube videos, you know. Um, and and games are were my love, and now I'm sitting here like I'm like looking at I'm, I'm looking at Splatoon, one of my favorite games of all time, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, man, I don't even want to talk about this. Then I look at the Phantom Pain, which is a game that I've wanted to discuss at length, and then I just look at like the discourse community surrounding that game, and I'm like, that looks like a fucking nightmare, and I don't want to deal with the headache that that is discussing it. And then I'll like look at like the Zelda discourse, and I'm like, this sucks. And then I look at like I'm like, why don't I talk about Splinter Cell Chaos Theory? Because obviously I have a lot of you know thoughts on the scripting and and all that. And then I'm like, oh wait, because I don't care enough. I have like no passion for that game. Like it would just be like super boring like splinter cell chaos theory and the importance of of qa it's like who wants to fucking watch that you know it's like yeah but like don't but like don't make that video right like, exactly that's that's the point like i'm sitting here like all these games that i'm actually passionate about i'm like i don't want to fucking talk about this because like i don't want to fucking deal with like being super passionate about something and then like immediately getting fucking instantly atomized when when but people like, are just like it ain't, it ain't that fucking deep bro like just and it's not even an issue here, here's of like, the deal I'm, though fuck those people this is like what i've come this is what i've i've come to realize because miles i've been doing i've been dealing with the same fucking shit for the last three weeks as far as like 
mental blocking and like getting over shit and just fucking writing and making fucking videos about whatever. And what I've come to realize is that everything I like anything I think is a big deal when it comes to YouTube is it's not I'm not wrong. It's not that it's not a big deal. It's that it's just a big deal for so fucking few users. So few users really give a shit the fucking level that like I do or you do. And most people just want to watch fucking videos about games they like. My my disconnect is that like that make video meant everything in the world to me in 2016, yeah. right? That was a very important video for me to make. And I and nothing was going to fucking stop me from making that video. Like, I, I had something else planned out. It was like 40 minutes long, and it was just not a good video. And I, and uh, and then I got into a fucking car accident, which, like, shattered my self-confidence for some reason. And, I, like, I, I, was, I was in bed for three days, like, just not able to do anything. The deadline crept up on the video, and I was like, I have fucking three days to make this video. I wrote the script in a day. I sent it to you, and you were like, this is it. Yeah, this is a good fucking video. I edited it in two days. I posted. Literally, nothing was gonna stop me from making that video. Yeah, nothing. Um, and so like, th- there is a point when when you just fucking feel that, right? And so like, in my mind, I'm like, I really want to be productive. I want to, you know, I want to make a video. I want to have this kind of schedule. And then I like look at the comment section, and I'm like, and I, and I'm sitting here at a moment where I was like, I am at an emotional point. Where it seems like a really big pain in the ass to like to have to deal with like to have to deal with the discourse at all. Like to to basically have to deal with the fact that like when you make something, you are putting it out into something greater. And if people like it, that's awesome. If people don't like it, that's not awesome, but you'll live. Yeah. Like you like you have you have to be in that headspace of like, I got this drive. I'm going to do what I'm going to do because that shit matters to me. And I'm just like, bro, uh, games are like, whatever, dude. Games are like a solid six out of ten in my life right now. I don't care. Um, But the reason that's like a big existential fucking thing for me is I'm like, this might actually be the first time in which like there is like no art I'm passionate about. There is none art that I'm passionate about. Like even shit that like normally I would fucking be freaking out over. I'm just like at an all time low for my enthusiasm for things. I was I was fucking listening to like some songs yesterday that used to fucking amp me up and like I got fucking nothing, dude. I like imagine listening to fucking Superman by Goldfinger and feeling nothing. Can you imagine what a fucking nightmare that is? The most like hype song ever. Not hype, but like that song fucking gets you moving, dude. That song that song gets you going. Um, so I'm, I'm just fucking sitting here. The only thing I'm passionate about right now is porn. Like, that's my fucking passion is pornography. Uh, I'll make some fucking porn video essays, dude. That's a fucking, that's a market. Untapped market, dude. Untapped fucking market. Yeah. The importance of cream pie. <laughs> Anal, why it matters. Why gangbang is actually feminist. <laughs> just like all this shit. All this fucking shit. So yeah, I, like that. That's kind of this is like a new like, not even low, just a new fucking void for me. Just a new void. And so like nothing has happened this week other than some fucking drama, some real life drama, some goss, some fucking goss. I love me some hot goss, dude. I actually I like 
when when you're as like online and like meme connected and centric as we are, like sometimes you kind of forget how much entertainment you get out of real life. Oh, dude, a hundred, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Now, now with this, with this goss, is this, is this in person goss or is this internet goss? Oh, in person goss, which oh, is even better. It is even better. And online goss is great. <laughs> online goss is like a a strong eight on bad days, right? You know. That's where we Dude, are. Dude, no, nothing, nothing brightens your spirits like some fucking hot goss. goss. Dude. A- anyway, spread the goss, dude. Spread the fucking goss. Let me tell you something. All right, all right. This is the level of goss we're at. Like we're we're at like level of like unpersoning someone. Goss. <laughs> fucking fucking cut out of your life, goss. Take the fucking scissors. Cut the rope. <laughs> all right, we're let's... at that level, goss. All right, let's go. Give it to Bro, me. Bro, I'm, yeah, so, so I'm, I'm not gonna share too many details about this. Obviously, it pertains to some real life stuff. Um, but I'm on another show, the Coffee Breath Show, uh, on, on Twitch. Um, and, uh, we had an episode with only three members today, or last week. Normally, YouTube groups we have never work out. No, YouTube Normal. groups never work out. They never, they do never it. work out, dude. They never work out. Normally, we have five. Uh, and that's, and that's the goss is that, is that there is a good chance, uh, one of them ain't never coming back. Um, and I won't, I won't spoil why, I won't say for what reason, but like, this has been one of those moments where I'm just like, mm, mm, I've been waiting for this dude. Cause like, I think, I think it's officially safe to talk shit. They were my least favorite person on the show. Like, every time they opened their fucking mouth, I was like, you are so not funny and you think you're funny and you're not. And I hate it. And now oh, they're man. fucking gone. I, dude, I, gang, listeners of this fucking show, crackheads out there, I fucking cannot wait for this episode to end so I can get the full uncensored fucking scoop from Miles J. And you can too with the announcement of our Patreon.com for the low, low price of $14.99. You too can hear the untold God story. About how a couple people left the YouTube show. <laughs> it's the biggest deal of 2021. Yup. January 20, whatever, tw- whatever day that aired, 2021. The most important event of the century. Oh, yeah. Hell fucking yeah. Oh, Dude, man. I'm, I'm like, um, oh, man, like that. That's what raises my spirits right now is some fucking juicy fucking goss like an it's, a, it's like eating a fucking good apple pie. Yeah. Whenever I eat apple pie, my life is good. There Whenever was... I'm not eating apple pie. <laughs> my life can be good, but sometimes it's not. But it's always good when I'm eating some apple pie. So so last last uh, last year, well, technically last year, but last month, did you follow any of the dream drama of him cheating in his Minecraft speedrun. This was th- this was the moment. Like this was the goss that ma- clicked in my head. I was like, "Oh fuck! I understand why people like E News now. I understand why ET exists. Uh, why why Entertainment uh, Tonight exists? I totally fucking get it now because this was the funniest." craziest like most perfect example of youtube goss that has occurred in forever forever and 
to give you the summary and for anyone who else wasn't paying attention, the reason I caught this is because I watch a lot of speedrun content. So all the speedrun channels I, co- I did, uh, I watch covered it. But the reason it took it was so uh, it was such a big deal is because Dream is a, an extremely popular Minecraft channel, like 16 million subs, uh, like size, fucking huge, humongous fucking uh, channel. And basically, a expose video or expose video was released by the Minecraft mod speedrunning mod team, and was basically like after months and months of calculating, we have determined that Dream is must be using some kind of random number generator to get him good drops in the extremely luck based RNG run of Minecraft Random Seed. So, and it was basically saying that like. He, his shit's false uh, and it was a big fucking to do and he made a huge stink about it on Twitter on YouTube trying to prove everyone wrong uh, and it was just a huge huge fucking piece of drama and everyone was talking about it Um, and that shit's so funny to me and then it was like and then it just ascended from there because then after that there was news about how Dream got like doxxed and shit and then there's drama with this girlfriend and Dream's claiming that his girlfriend's trying to ruin his career. Uh, I don't I don't know anything about that. I like tapped out kind of after the speedrunning shit. But fuck. Drama rules. Drama's the best. Like it's like Twitter sucks, right? Like, Twitter sucks because all the drama, all the drama on Twitter is so fucking mean-spirited. It's so, it's so venomous. I won't, I don't want to say toxic. Everyone says toxic. But it is a, there, there is poison to the bites on Twitter, right? There, like, everybody truly, I think, is out to fucking get one another on, on, on Twitter. Where with, 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 with internet drama, classic internet drama, everybody fucking profits. Because Dream's doing better than fucking ever. In terms of like viewership and, and oh, yeah. all that shit, it's why it's you know it's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. Love drama. Yeah, I, it's funny because like I I watched a couple of like video essays recently, like on media, right? Yeah, which is normally my beat. That's my beat. And there was one that I fucking loved. I fucking loved uh, this one video. Um, and it's been and everyone's recommended for like months, right? It's one of those videos that like everyone's fucking seen in the recommendeds. And this and I was finally like. No, I'm going to talk about that in a sec. Um, and I was finally like, you know what? I'm going to watch this. It was the Metal Gear Solid Five is a misunderstood anti-war masterpiece video. Oh, I did get recommended like, this. I did get recommended. Yeah, everyone, this. everyone did. It was one of those videos that like somehow everyone saw it in their in their sub box or in their recommended box. Yeah. Um, and I was like, whatever. Like, I I I like MGS Five. I don't know if it's an, a, a masterpiece, but I love I fucking love that game. I'm not going to watch this video. Um, and then I watched it, and I was like, game's brilliant. Game's brilliant. I was wrong. I mean, I like I was right, but I always said like mechanically it's a masterpiece. Narratively, it's it's got some good ideas, but it's not very cohesive. Then I watched it and I was like, no, I was wrong. It's not cohesive, but it's fucking it's still fucking uh, aces. Still still a fucking. So there's still some stuff in there that I'm like I'm not feeling. Like obviously, he glosses over a lot to kind of talk about his his opinions on the themes and why they're huge successes. But he's obviously ignoring a lot of stuff you know to yeah. deliver his message which is fine you know if, if you have a message to deliver and and there are things that kind of poison or dilute your narrative like you don't 
really ha- you don't have to address them. You're yeah. not fucking like required to. Yeah. But like that video of like I was just like this is a video made by a king. This is a fucking king video. Just just cuz it's so assertive and so confident and like even for like a moment you fucking believe it. And I was like, yeah, this is great. Now I remember why I like video essays. You know, a couple days passed. So I was like, yeah, you know, that was good. That was good. I don't really feel like watching it again, which I usually would do with like a truly great video. I'll watch it a couple times. So I was like, that was good. You know, I don't really feel like watching it again. What else is in my fucking sub box? And I or my recommendeds. And I like just started watching a bunch of video essays. And like, I think this contributed to like my existential slide into nightmare realms where I was just like, oh, my God, like. How do you take art and make it the least interesting sub subject humanly possible? How do you like have no passion for what you care about? Like, so it was, it was just one of these things. And then I fucking watched that the other thing that's in everyone's recommended right now, which is the Zoophile Community uh, expose about the Zooier Than Thou podcast. And I was just like, dude, fuck art. Real life drama is where I'm at right now. This is where I want to be, dude. This is where I want to be. I don't want to be fucking playing any video games. I want to be like in real life getting a fucking sauce. I want to get the sauce right now because that fucking Zoophile video, I've watched it like 10 times just because I'm like, I'm like, I might have missed something. I might have missed a detail. Like I just, I'm fucking, I'm fucking fascinated by all of it. I'm fucking fascinated by all of it. All the fucking, I, I've fucking, I've, I've gotten into like the, like people will talk about in comments, like, oh, there's this other zoo file expose. I'm like, bro, let me see that. Yeah. Give me that. Come on. Drop sauce, sauce, sauce. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Sauce, dude. Give me some sauce. I fucking, I fucking saw an expose on people who fucking kill puppies for sex, like sexual pleasure. I'm like, that's fucked up. Give me more. Damn. Can I get you- another hour of this? Damn. When am I going like- to get recommended that video? Jesus. It's, it's older. Uh, it's like about. I guess there was some, so it's the zoo sadism leaks of 2018. I'm not even going to pretend I'm embarrassed to like be able to pull out this lexicon, dude, because this is some of the fucking hottest goss I've ever fucking seen in my life. That there are like active zoo files on YouTube just fucking making content for each other. Just fucking passing around their fucking content. And, and, and it's just, it's just open. You can just watch it. If you want to go watch the Zooier Than Thou YouTube channel, it's fucking it's bad, there. dude. It's there. It's there. Miles, let's take a step back for a second. How does it feel knowing that the Zooier Than Thou podcast has a bigger listenership than we do? Feels great. You know, it feels great because I'll tell you what the Zooier Than Thou podcast has that we don't, which is a criminal record. What was that? A criminal record. A criminal record. Yes. Well, speak for yourself. Um, but <laughs> it's got goss, dude. The fucking shit on that podcast is fucking nuts. Like you listen to Crack House and you're like, that was funny. You listen to fucking Zooier than now and you're like, I am fucking invested in you sick fucks and your broken brains. I am invested in in how your demented minds work. I want to know more. Yeah. I, that's a, I, I should say, I haven't actually watched any of the Zooier Than Now podcast content. I've watched people, like, go over it, of course. You've watched, and, like, you've watched it filtered. Yeah, I've watched it filtered. Yeah. And that's the thing. We're like, I guarantee you, if I fucking go and watch one of their episodes, it's probably going to be kind of pretty boring. Like, most podcasts are boring. Yeah. Except, of course, for Miku's Crack House, sponsored by Dollar Shave Club. But, like, most podcasts are pretty boring for me. I, I don't really... I'm not a podcast guy. But, like, when you fucking hear some of the filtered shit, you're like, Ooh! Ooh! You just want to imagine, like, that's the video. 
that's the whole video. Like that's the whole. That's show just the, like, that's the ninety minutes every week is just the yeah, best. Ninety shit. minutes every week of this same shit of yeah. this level of like I can't believe this. But there's a reason the sample size is always so small in these videos. Yeah. Right. Uh, I I just I'm like right now I'm just like real life. Let's get right into the news. That's that's where I'm at, dude. I'm I'm on I'm like I fucking watched some H three H three videos, like some like five or six year old ones, and I was like, damn, this was some good goss. I'm getting nostalgic. Oh, for dude, goss. oh, dude, the fucking oh my god, the fucking gamer gunk videos, incredible. I was watching the fucking Kobe persons, like the prank invasion videos and all yeah. that. I was like, man, I'm fucking miss prank goss. That was the those were the days, dude. Those were the days because because I I don't think no there are very few times in history has humanity banded together like we did against against prank channels. Everybody fucking hated them. Everybody fucking hated them. Which which I think is so is so funny. Now, Sam, yeah. is it a coincidence that the political divide <laughs> started in started the second all these prank channels disappeared? And all the prank channels disappeared in 2016. Is it all connected? I mean, correlation doesn't equal causation, but yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, absolutely connected. Pretty concrete, if you ask me. (laughs) No, man, case closed. I don't even need more evidence, dude. I don't even need more evidence. That When Joey Salads started getting into, like, real politics instead of, like fake social experiments man like the the country was split the country was split in half <laughs> fucking snapped like a pretzel oh man joey salads by the way really interesting interview he hey he was on h3 podcast in one of the very few episodes of that uh, one of the very few good episodes of that show um he discusses kind of his rise to the fame and how it's all bullshit and 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 he just does it because it works and it gets people to click on the video it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating to see someone who's like that into the YouTube game. Lots of people are. Yeah. Um, but like, so I was like going back watching some old H3H3 videos and I just think his content has gone super downhill. Uh, I, I know, podcast. right? It's such a fucking yeah. shame, dude. It's such a shame. Like, I remember when the content nuke about Keemstar came out in like May or June or whatever last year. And I was just like, I was watching him just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you fucking kidding me? You're going after Keem... It's, I mean, I'm like, it's 2020. Are we really going after Keemstar? Like, everyone knows he's a fucking shithead. There's nothing we can fucking do about it. He refuses... To, he he won't quit. He won't quit. Give up. <laughs> Stop. So you have two old men. You have these two old-ass grandpa fucks. Killer Keemstar and fucking H3H3. Fucking slap fighting each other. For, for bull... No shit. I want to see the sucks. Metal Gear Solid 4 final battle. Dude, that between... is what I think of, except not hype in the slightest. Play yeah, it's that not hype. fight, it's... but with no music. Play that fight, yeah. but with no fucking music, and and, and 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 on a fucking beach, and you get the Last of Us Part 2 ending, which I would say is better. It's better. I said it. Ellie versus fucking whatever her bitch name, Abby, is a <laughs> Abby. better, better fight. Than the Keemstar fucking Ethan beef from like summer of last year, May of last year, whenever the content new came out. Shit sucks. Dude, I'm telling you, man, like this is where I'm at right now. Like all these games that I just fucking love. I just look at them and I'm like, you are not Goss. I love you. 
or I did, but you're not Goss. And and I, I'm scared, okay, Sam? I'm truthfully, deep down, I'm scared that I'm becoming a normie. Is this what being a normie is like? I don't know. Is this my road to normiedom? Do I have to leave the show because I can no longer talk about anime, degeneracy, and video games? Or is is this a temporary slide and eventually I'll get bored of the Goss and return to the loving arms of video. You'll get bored of the guys and come in 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 return to games. Uh, That's what I know, but like it's 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 fun it's fun to pretend this is some sort of grand era existential of my life existential this, yeah. uh, moment of existential crisis. Yeah, for the sake of our own goss, for the sake of our yeah, own, for the sake of our own goss, and for the sake of the content. Because in fucking five days, I'm gonna DM you and be like, "All right, videos are back on," and you're gonna be like, "Yeah, huh? All right, yeah, yeah sure." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, some, some fucking spicy zoophile goss. Like, that's where I'm fucking at, dude. That's where I'm at. Like, I just, I want to I wanna do my own deep dive. I want to do an expose. And, uh, and have you watched any Frederick uh, Nudson, by chance, Miles? Uh, he does uh, He does Down the Rabbit Hole. Yes, I, 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 I like Down the Rabbit Hole, but, like, I think normally the Down the Rabbit Hole content, and this is so stupid, it's too normy for me. It depends on the, it depends on the topic. For you yeah it, it does depend on the topic like when he's going into like uh like a uh like noah atweiler i think the problem is that i already know a lot about noah atweiler or things yeah, like so, that or like so, christian yeah, you're not you're not getting like you're not getting like really deep lore stuff that you're just not going to get from a uh a, a nudson video i think frederick does a really good job of like key uh, of just like again telling you kind of the overarching plot of like hey here's like kind of everything you need to know if you want to be informed on this but like you're gonna have to look elsewhere for for that for the deeper shit um well, that's why i like atrocity guide so much like atrocity guide is is kind of my my beat because she covers like the fucking weirdest goss she like the brethrenarian videos that also ended up in everyone's recommended it's like that's some fucking hot goss is like there's this entire fucking like fraudulent community that starves people to death yeah that shit's pretty pretty fucking wild you know there was a fucking channel in this style um of videos that also covered like old school goss um and, and, and the the two videos i watched a bunch but the two videos that i really remembered was about um it was it was a, an event that took place in the 80s um this guy who had a rap sheet so fucking long um uh was uh murdered by a group of 30 people and uh nobody knows who killed him well, he was like, murdered by a group of 30 people, well, well, no, no one like, person. It, well, it was like, no, so, it was like a someone shot him and like no one in the group said anything. Uh, and, oh, and interesting. Was like, no, because, because he, and like, and dude, this is the worst motherfucker. This is the worst motherfucker. Any bad shit you could think of, this guy fucking did. Um, and he just terrorized the fucking town and the legal system just, just could not get him. They just could not get, get a hold of him. Uh, and the town just took matters into their own hands one day and fucking killed them. Um, and then there was another video by him about a house that throughout the day, random shit in the house just caught on fucking fire. Um, and everyone thought the house was cursed. Turns out there was a lot of lead. There's a lot of lead in the house, uh, and it was a super hot day, and just the fucking shit combust, dude. Um, but yeah, I wish I knew what the fucking channel was. I'd love to give them a shout out because the, the videos are pretty good. Um, but 
Yeah, no, the those channels are called cool. YouTube.com slash turnstyle. Make sure oh. to subscribe. <laughs> oh, yeah. All your, all your favorite drama shit, dude. Yeah, all your favorite drama turnstyle. Yeah, dude. You'll know. We'll fu- you know we're out of ideas when we fucking pivot to a, to a fucking- <laughs> To drama. To drama channel. Although, hey, dude, it fucking works, man. I don't know if you follow- I don't know if you know who Omni is at all. Uh, he was like a pro- he was a pretty prominent YouTuber in the Smash scene. Consistently was around like 50k, 70k, slowly got up to, to, to 100k. Then he, you know, quarantine hit and he started doing vid- daily videos just about like, hey- Twitter, hey, my f- followers, what do you guys want me to talk about? And they would just suggest topics. So he kind of became like a drama channel, even though he just like gave his thoughts in the fucking news. He's more of a commentary channel now, I'd say. Like, yeah, a drama channel is like, can we, let's, let's do this. What's the difference between a drama channel and a commentary channel? I think a drama channel, there's a certain element, there's a certain element of, uh, I think a commentary channel. You are specifically going for the commentary. You're specifically going there to hear a person's To hear opinions. X person's thoughts on the topic of the video. Yes, I think a drama channel, uh, there is at least, and I, I will say Keemstar is a drama channel. Because yeah. there is, at, at the very least, an illusion of a sort of like, of, of a, of a, of an, of an attempt to like just report showcase it. the news, yeah, just report it, yeah. Like for example, like a drama channel is just like, well, this is relevant. I got to talk about it this week, um, you know. And of course, like ideally, they would have some thoughts. <gasps> Excuse me, they would have some thoughts, but ultimately, like, I I would argue that Ethan is a commentary channel more so than a drama channel. Yeah, I don't um, know what fucking videos H three has made though in the last. Uh- well, no one does because I'm pretty sure the only people who watch H3 anymore are like millennials. Oh my god! I just typed in H3 H3, and the first thing that came up was the fucking podcast. Wait, where's the channel? Oh, here it is. What the fuck? They're not even. Oh my god, they haven't made a video in fucking five months. They aren't even a fucking active channel anymore. It's literally just a fucking podcast. How'd this man make another Keemstar video a month? Like, what? What? (laughs) Dude, H3 sucks, gang. Don't meet your fucking heroes. Oh, my God. Don't let your heroes live more than five years. I think that's the lesson. Every, dude, every fucking year. Every fucking year. Dark Knight becomes ages more and more like the finest of wine, dude. You either die a hero or you see yourself or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. And it's dude, it's fucking true. It's fucking true. Because that's what happens. Because when you fucking die in our society, you get deified unless you were a fucking shithead before you died. Yeah. If you fucking leave, if you leave any industry and you get deified. Yeah. Like like, look, man, I'm I'm just gonna say it, okay? Like, Cliffy B, if you left after, you know, you left after Battleborn, everyone would be writing this, or not Battleborn, what the fuck did he do? Radical Heights? Yeah, gr- no. No, Grill. Uh, gears. Gears. Lo- 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 gravity Breakers or whatever. Lawbreakers. He did Wait, law- hold, hold on. Are you trying to, are you trying to say that, like, like, because his clout in the industry dropped seriously after Lawbreakers. But that's the point. Like, if he left after Lawbreakers, right? No, yeah. Like, like 
if he just like left after Lawbreaker or left before, fuck. Left, yeah, left, left after Gears. After Gears. If he left after Gears, like yeah. everyone would be like Cliff Blazinski, the man who fucking changed the industry. You only need one fucking failure for everyone to be like, you're out of here. You're fucking done. And, and like, dude, even can, then, can, like, I, can we, can I fucking talk about that specifically? The fucking one failing and you're done because I have started to notice this just like I, I've started to pick up on 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 noticing that and dude, I'm so fucking over it. I We need to put a stop to that fucking shit immediately. I'm so fucking over like, oh, said creator and not even said creator did something bad. No, said creator made a video that I didn't like or made a film that I thought sucked. They're bad now. It's like. Are you, we really going to be that black and fucking white about art? Are we really going to fucking do that? Because like, like, per, like perfect fucking, like let's to do a per, perfect fucking example. A game, a perfect example in the games industry. Cliff Blazinski is one of them. I'll get, I'll, I'll do you one fucking better. Yu Suzuki. Shenmue 3 is mid as fuck is super fucking mid and we can and everyone can go and call him a fucking hack dev and shit all they fucking want but like this man made the fucking super scalar games he made outrun daytona virtual fighter one of the first true 3d polygon games ever fucking conceived like he fucking did he'd made so many great fucking series in styles of game mainly in the arcades that is just not respected as much as a shit made on the fucking home consoles. It's just not, dude. He might have a better reputation in Japan. It's possible. And I'll say this. Uh, we, we do live in a society where, um, where America is kind of the filter in which, like, we perceive things. I have a friend who lives in... I have a friend who lives in South Korea, and I was talking to him about Death Stranding. Death Stranding, you know, I, this was in March. I had just finished my replay of Death Stranding, and I was talking to him. I was like, yeah, Death Stranding's really controversial, but I really liked it. And he goes, wait, it's controversial? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, in South Korea, everyone fucking loves that game. They think it's a fucking masterpiece. Everyone loves it. And I was like, well, after the, fa the Phantom Pain, people don't really like Kojima anymore. He's like, oh, we all love the Phantom Pain in South Korea. Like, that's just like that countries just some countries be hitting different, dude. I mean, some countries true. be hitting different. Yeah, yeah it's, it's true. It's completely true. Yeah. And, and also and also the thing is, is, is that because you're right, right? Like, obviously, like, people who, people who grew up in Japan, especially in really tight, more, more, more urban environments, like, probably have better feeling, have better, higher feelings about arcade games in shmups. That's why shmups are super popular in fucking Japan, where shmups are extremely fucking niche over here, because you primarily would experience a shmup in, a, in an arcade. Uh, and now I, I talk to, to people who like they out. have tier lists of shmups. They they have played enough shmups to be like, this is a good shmup. This is a bad shmup. Here's some design issues about shmups. You asked me to fucking critique a, a shmup. I'd be like, I don't fucking know what to tell you. Oh, like, yeah. Like uh, th this is. Yeah, it's like it's like, dude, like fucking I, you know me like we've talked about a ton. Like I fucking love treasure treasure co like Ikaruga is well, well regarded as like one of if not the greatest shmup ever made. I play that game and I'm like, this is good. I, I couldn't tell you what's so good about it, though, compared to like Crimson Clover or any of the other shmups I particularly played. I like that, though. I yeah. like it. And and it's it's nice. I like it because y you just you have this weird like 
you have this niche of people who are just really good at dissecting this very specific thing. And and you know what is the the medium that needs new critics the most? I realized this the other day. And not to not to go off on the Yu Suzuki thing cuz I I want to say like, you know, Yu Suzuki deserves better. Um, oh my god, absolutely. so much disrespect. So much disrespect. So much disrespect. And it's like Shenmue Shenmue is never going to be that good. Like Shenmue 3 was fucking never going to be that good. Of course. Because yeah. Shen yeah, because Shenmue is outdated already. Like, the idea of, like, we have this really complicated series of, like, we, we have a town that operates like a real town, like, you know, and everyone has their own unique schedule based on the real world schedule. It's like, you know, lots of lots of games have at least done something similar, and people aren't as impressed by the novelty of it as they are, like, Majora's Mask. Everyone is just happy that people have a schedule in Majora's Mask. Yeah. Like, one of my favorite games uh, from my childhood is called Radiata Stories. It's Majora's Mask, but it's a comedy, mm-hmm. um, and it's... It is better, Uh, but like maybe not maybe not in the battle system. I don't remember the battle system being particularly great, but like the actual like RPG elements of it, it it does have this sort of like Xenoblade Chronicles X Witcher 3 kind of like every character has this really intricate little story to themselves. And there's like 190 characters in that game and they all just have their own schedules, their own stories like it is a genuinely immersive giant world. And people are yeah. more about the gamified abstract element of it, or like Dark Cloud 2. Like, people are more into that, right? They're more into just like, I'm just happy to have an immersive world than one that's like, oh, it uses our real world time. Or like, you know, it has, it, 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 on, based on calendar days, it does all yeah. these really interesting things. Yeah. People are just not as hype about that anymore. Oh, yeah. I think, oh, for sure. For sure. And I think, cause, cause I went back, I played a little bit of, of Shenmue. I want to get, I want to get back to it and like really, really sit down and like put some serious time into both one and two and three as well. I want to, I want to see the whole thing. Uh, and, and like with my experience uh, with, with Shenmue one, I'm like, yeah, no, this like kind of fucking rules. Uh, I really, I really liked what I, what I played from it. Mostly, mostly just because it is so different compared to like what open world games are now. Because it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, it's like comparing Crash Bandicoot to Mario 64. Like Shenmue is like a different take on the open world game. It just so happened to be that Grand Theft Auto 3 is popular, is, is what really c- connected with people, especially here in the fucking states. You know, I, I, I think it, I don't know. I just think it's, uh, I think fucking Shenmue's cool. I think Shenmue's cool and it's interesting. Um, and, but I'm with you, man. I'm fucking with you. Like, there's just going to be like shit that like, does, like, it's just, Shenmue's not a game that fundamentally can connect with everyone because people don't want to like, like, some people don't want to, don't want to engage with it in that way. Yeah, let me. Uh, I'll give you another example of, of a game I've been playing. Are you familiar with Bongayo at all? No. So, so I've been playing uh, Bongayo. It's another another game from Treasure, my fucking favorite company ever. Uh, R.I.P. Not really, but like they ain't making shit no more. And uh, it's pretty fucking fun. It's basically a a two D shooter where you can shoot in eight directions, and the whole idea is that you have sort of like like a uh, like a bomb or a burst mechanic where the more d- more danger you're the more imminent danger you're in the closer to bullets and stuff you are the more fucking missiles will shoot out of the bongayo the the mech um and it gets fucking crazy like the max you can shoot out at once is 400 missiles um so basically the whole idea is just to put yourself in the most dangerous situation so you can blast a ton of fucking missiles and it's super fucking fun but the game is kind of driven really by 
getting great scores by like really getting great scores. And I could see a lot of people, cause I was a little bit like this my first time. I had to kind of look up how to play it where you know, I'm just kind of going through level to level and, you know, levels one to 15 are like super fucking easy and you can get through it without really understanding how the missile mechanic even works. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I could see people like walking away from this being like, I don't, I don't fucking care. Like, I don't fucking care because like, there's not really like a story. There's not, you know, uh, really any serious progression from level to level. It's just like a, a level means a different fucking layout. <laughs> a different layout of the map like this really like all that changes um and i could see people like walking away from this being like whatever but for me who is kind of who does like score attack and who is interested in like be playing bongayo well it's a fucking super great rewarding game but it's not gonna connect with everyone every game's like that yeah and every game shouldn't connect with everyone if if, if a game connects with everyone it's probably because it's just boring enough or yeah. it's like Mario, you know, like at that at that point. I, I just, you know, I just, I think we need to stop turning on creators at a certain point. I think we need to stop being like whoever I don't like is a hack. Because at some point you just like, you just fucking start boycotting perfectly good things at a certain point. Yeah. Like, I mean, like I have no respect for J.J. Abrams, but it's I know what J.J. Abrams is. He's a fucking studio lab rat. Like, you know, that's that's his job. If yeah. J.J. Abrams is making a movie, it's probably not his original vision. He's he's executing something. Yeah. He's like, who you hire to do that? Whatever. That's fine. Yeah, of course. Right. Like, and, like and we, we shouldn't we shouldn't be like J.J. Abrams is a hack. We should be like J.J. Abrams is just a studio. Yes, man. Like yeah. that. That's just that's kind of how I feel. You Suzuki isn't a hack. You Suzuki is just a guy who has a vision. He's a guy who hasn't played games in a decade. And like Shenmue three is is made exactly like Shenmue one was with with very little regard for what's happened in the last two decades. That's yeah. why that game is how it is. Um, and yeah, that's even to say that Shenmue 3's has no merit whatsoever. Because I'm also kind of over that line of thinking too, where it's like no, every single fucking game out there does have something does have something or maybe a few things or a multitude of things that it actually might do really well. And it either fails in, in other aspects uh, and, 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 and depending on what aspects it succeeds and fails and it's going to determine whether or not you ended up enjoying the fucking thing or not. That's why when fucking video games review get reviewed now, fucking very few things fall below a seven. Yet, when you speak with people, when you speak with regular normal people about modern contemporary game releases, people will st say that they love something or that they liked it or that they thought it was okay or that they disliked it or that they fucking hated it. Because, because games are complicated and just because it was competently made and can get a fucking base seal of approval from like people that played through it and like didn't see any glitches or whatever, or some whatever baseline of shit we want to talk about there, like, you know, you fucking, you feel me, Miles? You understand yeah, what I'm absolutely. trying to say? I absolutely feel you. And th this, I'm just sitting here, like, kind of reflecting on on the way that I feel about other things and other games, and I'm, and I'm just like a plot. Like, I can see the images in my head of like everything you're talking about. Um, and it's just like we all we all have our own little like narrative anal beads of of moments where it's like 
the big bead is 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 one of these things where you played something and it had a significant impact and then you have the little tiny lines the tiny little strings that connect the fucking beads are the things in between things that had no effect on you the things you didn't really care about the things that you didn't really get the hype for and like the big anal beads are the ones that are going to be the most relevant and interesting to talk about and guess what those anal beads so to speak are not going to be the same for everyone, but there are going to be certain anal beads that, like, the fucking discourse makes interesting. Yeah, yeah, grabs onto. Yeah, like, like I know a lot of people who are just like, yeah, I like Breath of the Wild, but I didn't, you know, I, I, I prefer other Zelda games more. But, like, the fact that Breath of the Wild is, like, this big, like, you know, was reviewed the way it was, people have to have extreme opinions on Breath of the Wild. They're not allowed to have nuanced takes about it. Or uh, they are, but like those are some of the least interesting because people are gonna like you know people people are gonna be responding to a game that gets a fucking ten out of ten on every fucking outlet, right? Oh yeah, and, and like again, like Breath of the Wild, very passionate, very very passionate game. We speak about it very passionately, positively, but I've seen my fair share of people um speak about the game pretty pretty negatively but yeah too. people hate it they're yeah because they don't it. yeah they don't fucking connect with it because they want to they want to for lack of a better term a more traditional 3d zelda for however you want to define that and what you but what your the clear mental image of that means to you right like that's what they wanted out of breath of the wild and they didn't get it and, and in my opinion i think we got something leaks fu- leaks fucking better leaks fucking better um yeah. as but, someone who likes this, 3d yeah as someone who like, likes 3d zelda games i think that we got something different but very necessary and yeah. and and much better than i think that we would have gotten from like another uh, yet another 3d zelda game you know yeah. like but at the same the, time the magic is not there for me anymore and i don't oh, i think it hasn't been for many people oh i'm fucking with you and i think that's why and i think that's why breath of the wild was such a breath of fresh air for fucking people because because of that but for those people that were genuinely fucking you know, disappointed or frustrated or by the experience that they didn't get the Zelda experience they want from Breath of the Wild, I can fucking empathize with those people too. Because Zelda, 3D Zelda comes out once every half a decade. Right? Yeah. Like, you, you know, we're fucking, it's kind of crazy that people are talking, people are thinking that we're going to get Breath of the Wild 2 this year. That that's even a fucking question in people's minds at all. Whether, regardless of whether or not it happens, I think it's a I think it's a spring 2022 release IMO. But the fact that people are even convinced at some level that that game's coming out this year, when when you know we got a fucking Breath of the Wild in you know March of 2017, even so, fucking shit still adds up. Time fucking flies, huh? Uh, nah, yeah, COVID. <laughs> we'll be coming don't up forget on COVID fucking, too. Yeah, we'll be coming that up on on, on uh on four years uh yeah. in March. So. Yeah, we're, I think we're gonna hear more. We're gonna hear more about Breath of the Wild. I don't. I don't necessarily think that we're gonna get a release date. But if if we do, I'll drink piss live on stream. <laughs> I think the uh, <laughs> clip that I think uh, I I believe we will be playing Breath of the Wild two or whatever they call it in uh, March, April, May of of twenty of twenty twenty two. Yeah, uh, I mean, hey, I would love that, but like. I, I, you know, I just, I think that we're at a point where we just kind of forgot how to talk about creative. And I think it's just because most people who are consuming art aren't artists themselves. Yeah. Probably. Um, and like their, their takes on artists are, are informed by the limited critical language that they have. That's why you see the word hack get thrown around a lot, 
or that's why that's why you see things like masterpiece like everything's a fucking masterpiece everything's a fucking failure or disaster like because those are the the video essay titles that get the clicks right yeah, yeah. like like again like i'm like every every fucking video essay every fucking movie game has been called a fucking masterpiece at some point i guarantee you I fucking guarantee you, I guarantee you everything has been called a masterpiece at this point. Um, or perfect, like whatever, you know, ever, everyone says that subversive, like everyone yeah. has the same fucking lexicon. Whereas, where there, there are times in which something isn't subversive. It's just unexpected or like something is, is just, it's not a masterpiece, but it is a master work. I think master work or like master craft. Those words don't get thrown around. Yeah. Um, Like, you know, work of art. Even work of art doesn't get thrown around enough. And I think work of art is is a little generic, but, like, it does – it sums up – it sums up much better, like, if you're, like, you know, Shadow of the Colossus is a brilliant work of art. You know what I mean? Like Mm – yeah. It's it's a, it's acknowledging that that not only is it brilliant, but you do consider it genuinely among the, you know, the – the echelon of what should and shouldn't be considered art in the grand scheme of things, not just in the world of games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think that people's like language is fucking pathetic and, and they're, uh, they're not able to, to really like register, you know, different mm-hmm. kinds of opinions or like, or reconcile that there are some developers who have flaws or that there are some developers who, you know, maybe are are either out of touch or are inaccessible. Like, there's just a lot of ways in which we can describe creators, and we just don't describe them enough. And this does go back to something I wanted to say earlier. You know what fucking medium needs new critics? Tell me. The fucking children's animation medium needs oh new God. critics. It needs new, it needs genuinely good new critics. And I can't do it. Because I hate things. I hate most children's shows. And I and I hate them for reasons that are really superficial and very Miles core. Um, like, I watched The Owl House. And I liked The Owl House. But my problems with it were that, like, all the, the dialogue was clearly, like, millennial, you know? Mm-hmm. It was clearly, like, a Tumblr comic. Like, um, I, one, one of the jokes is a girl, like, says, like, I'm an otter with a dark side. And I'm just like, okay. Okay. All right. I know who wrote that joke. I, yeah. I can see her. She's She's got colored hair and glasses <laughs> um, and a side swipe. Mm. Uh, I can. I don't even have to know what they look like to know that, that she wrote That's that joke. That's what and they I, look like. Yeah, that, I, yeah, that she wrote that joke. And I know it's a she. I can feel it. Or like a friend of mine's really enthusiastic about She-Ra. I kind of want to watch it. But I also sort of, I'm like... Will I get annoyed by the dialogue? That's that's the big thing for me is always it's always the dialogue. Always the dialogue. But you're a big Steven Universe guy, right? Yeah, no, I genuinely really like Steven Universe. Yeah, I Steven Universe for me like is interesting cuz it doesn't have that dialogue issue that I have with a lot of these shows. It it has plotting issues, but ironically enough, I would rather have plotting issues than fucking a good show with like the fucking Tumblr dialogue i saw a great comic that said that was like describing like millennial like characters in in cartoons and in comic strips it was like a girl who was like a weirdo she had like live laugh pizza on her shirt like just this perfect like just the just the perfect encapsulation of 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 the writer's room of something like the owl house 
Um, and, and, you know, it had like the bullet points, like, um, says they like taking walks in rain. doesn't actually go outside. Like, it, oh, one of those oh, 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 oh it's one of the fucking, oh, it's like the 23 year old doomer meme. Yeah, it's like uh, the 23 year old doomer meme. And one of them, one of the bullet points was some dogs are doggos. Others are puppers. And I just like immediately, like it fucking took me out. I was like, that's it, dude. That describes everything. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like if if you describe animals as something as adjective boys, then th- then you can you are qualified to write for a Cartoon Network show. Yeah. Now now can I can I real real quick can I can I just take a minute just because I I don't know if I'm gonna get like get, get I don't know if I'm gonna get called a bitch or whatever because I like Steven Universe so I want to just take take a second to go just, for it. just def- defend my honor. Um, I haven't seen any other modern day Cartoon Network show. I have not watched Adventure Time. I have only seen a handful of episodes of regular show. I've seen a handful of episodes of regular uh, Adventure Time too. Um, anything post that, I have not seen. I've seen a couple episodes of OKKO. OK the point is, is that I don't really know what the writing is like on Cartoon Network right now. Um, so I'm sure there's a lot of shit that if I was watching nothing but Cartoon Network shows. Uh, like mod- like contemporary Cartoon Network shows, uh, I'd probably feel more mid on Steven Universe. I'd also probably feel more mid on. I'd probably feel pretty pretty let down by Steven Universe if I kept up with it week to week. Like everyone who was uh, like fans of it as was actively watching. I got into it when Future started airing, so I only had to wait for fucking twelve episodes, and even that like sucked. <laughs> even waiting for that sucked. So. Because I was like, because I watched, because after I finished Steven Universe, I was like, okay, let's go look online about how about why this sucks. Uh, let's go, let's go look up why this sucks now and, and ruin my fun. And I watched it, and I'm like, yeah, no, like I get all, I get all these points. I really do. Um, I just don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother you. I I have no opinion on Steven Universe. I haven't watched enough of it. I watched season one, and I like felt nothing, and I was like, okay, I, this seems like a good show. Yeah, um, see, but- season one's uh, season one is if you, if you if you can't fucking vibe with the episodic uh, content, you're, you'll fall off probably on on season one. Yeah, I I like I like some episodes of it. It's just not really for me. Be- and and I think it's just because I like really strong emotions, and I feel like Steven Universe is a little understated. As weird as that sounds, no, no, you're right. You're, no, you're hundred percent right. Yeah, I I like I like really broad emotions. Um. Or at the very least, I like I like really dramatic sequences, and I'm I'm a big melodrama guy. Um, I like when characters just fucking like I don't like when they cry. I like when they ball. Uh, that's sort of how I would describe myself. I I yeah. don't like uh, you know, I think I I, I like Gurren Lagann more than BoJack Horseman. Like that's just kind of <laughs> where I'm at. Yeah. Um, where I just I just like people yelling over people having quiet conversations. Yeah, you want the um, bombast. You want the I want bombast. The, I want, you the, want bombast. the emotional outburst. Yeah, you I want, want the, the emotional outburst. outburst. Like it's undeniable that BoJack Horseman's better acted and like more measured. But like I would I would like BoJack Horseman if he was vo- voiced by Jotaro Kujo, <laughs> and like he w- he was giving like uh he he was giving like this really fucking like hardcore performance where where all of his emotions were just like fucking spilling out of him in the way that a japanese person only can i i i found since my passion right now is porn yeah. i found i found a like an an audio 
you know, like an audio play, right? Like a translated audio play, which just had a still image and like the translation under it of like Japanese audio porn. It was basically hentai, but without the fucking disgusting visuals that make me hate hentai. And I was like, this is perfect. But like, how did you follow along? I said it had subtitles under the, it had subtitles. It was a radio play, right? It was an, it was an audio, it was an audio erotic, you know, file, right? Okay. So it was, it was someone doing an audio file, um, and you just kind of like follow it along with, with the dialogue. It's sort of like ASMR, where like the video component of ASMR is not important. Um, you can have one, but it's not important. Um, so I was listening to it and I was just like, bro, these Japanese bitches can like fucking wail, dude. I love it. I fucking love it. Like, that's my problem with porn. Like, IRL porn, some of the time, is that they're too fucking quiet, you mean, dude. You mean sex? You mean having sex? <laughs> yeah, sorry. My issue with sex is that these bitches is are too quiet. Is that these bitches on my dick are too quiet. Yeah, I'm like, bruh, can you please, can you please say Yamate for me? Please! But, um, yeah, so, so like, fucking the, the... The, I just, the Japanese, their voices just fucking give me life. But, uh, but back to, back to cartoons. I just like, the cartoon space is like entirely, the cartoon critique space is entirely comprised of like bisexual slash lesbian disaster people who like take the problems in a show like Steven Universe and equate them to like shaking hands with Nazis. Like, they won't just be like, the issue ultimately is that the, you know, the, the diamond squad or whatever the fuck they're called. Um, there's the diamond. Yeah. The diamonds, the issue is not that the diamonds are, are, you know, are forgiven, but ultimately it's that they, that the crimes that they're committed are, are, are brushed over by the characters. They almost don't seem to remember or, or address it with them. And, and while they're forgiven, you know, we don't see enough of a sign that they're going to be, you know, that they're going to improve. Like, there's not that measured voice. They're just like, this would be just like if the Jews walked up to Adolf Hitler and patted him on the back and said, there, there, buddy, where everything is is, is a fucking affront to the cultural fucking discourse. Mimetic information is poisonous. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's just like the, just the most fucking angry people getting mad over the most like. Not innocuous, but like they're making mountains out of molehills. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have you have people who have problems with Phineas and Ferb because in every Phineas and Ferb movie or special, Phineas gets mad about something, and they're like Phineas is abusive because he always you know he he invites people in by pretending to be really nice and sweet, but then he just yells at them, and I'm like, oh, like they, oh, writing it as they as if they've never had a fucking public outburst in front of mom and dad for just not getting it before. Give me a fucking break. That's that's all of these fucking critiques is or, or like the fucking. Lilo and Stitch critique that was like Lilo is a bad influence for children because Lilo needs to act more mature. She is so selfish and and everyone's like she's 9. Lilo is 9 years old, man. She's 9 years old and her parents just died, okay? Like come on. I just don't get why these motherfuckers don't watch Arthur or some shit. Like if you want like if you want this shit, if you want this shit just go watch fucking Arthur. Arthur is just, you know, the, the Ar- Arthur's just a little too heteronormative for me. Now, who cares about Mr. Ratburn? Mother- my motherfucker that's got the fucking gay rat. And, and that's not, and that's not say it came out of nowhere either, all right? This guy's in a fucking puppetry. 
This guy doesn't know how to use a computer. You know, classic gay. <laughs> yes, gay men love puppetry. What the lesbian? Uh, the lesbians don't really have any like non-dramatic stereotypes because all these shows with lesbians in them are always really like high dramas, right? Like She-Ra, or not high dramas, but they're like adventure series or like things with very high stakes, like She-Ra. Or we're, we're um, talking lesbian cartoons for the. By the way, just, yeah, lesbian just, cartoons, specifically obviously. cartoons, specifically cartoons. <laughs> yeah, not 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 television shows with lesbians. Although you could argue something like Orange Is the New Black, um, still relatively kind of dramatic, higher stakes. Yeah, but I wouldn't call it an adventure series. <laughs> Dude, I don't. Dude, can you make an event a prison story? And like, can you make an adventure prison story? I don't think you can. You can with if it's about breaking out. You can if it's about breaking out. But I don't think you can. Like in a prison. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, fucking part six. But like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I only read thirteen chapters, and I th- I read like a I saw a sentence online that led me to assume that they're only in the prison for fifty percent of the manga, which is Roughly, a fucking yes. travesty, might I add. Oh yeah, no, it's it gets if worse when true. they're out of prison. They're getting it gets worse when they're out of prison. Um, but like. They give it a good run. They give it a nice, solid, good run. But, like, yeah, like, all these lesbian characters in these cartoons are always in these really high-stakes scenario, which leads me to believe that the stereotype, gay men love puppetry. What what the fuck fuck did I say? Because I was just like, shit, what is Mr. Rapper? And, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's, like, kind of in, like, like puppets or, like, the arts. You know, theater, the arts. Yeah. Yeah, theater, the arts, Which is true. Puppetry. He do- he really can't use a computer. Uh, I don't know if that's like a correlation. He equ- does not equal causation. Probably. Uh- <laughs> it's it's a meme. It's it's a meme. Uh, but like, yeah, like the I guess I guess the the stereotype thus is that lesbians love fighting with swords. <laughs> lesbians fucking love weapon based melee combat. Utena, hell fucking yeah, Utena proves my point. Lesbians love melee combat. Oh my god, Shay, you're fucking right. You're fucking yeah, right. Gay people love puppets. Lesbians love swords. <laughs> Non-binary people love shape shifting. <laughs> Which I guess is a problem in Shiraz. Ben ten, like, dude. Yeah, Ben, ben 10. ten. My brother. Yeah, Ben Ten's kinda got a fucking bops uh, uh opening. Yo, Ben Ten kinda good. Yeah, I like Ben Ten. We being if we being honest for a second, Ben Ten was kind of fucking good. I think there's quite a few shows, quite a few CN shows from that era. I think are are kind of a bit underappreciated. That Generator Rex, um, is pretty fucking fun. Meg Megas XLR definitely. Oh, that shit fucking ruled. That shit ruled. I think Kids Next Door is kind of underrated. To be perfectly honest, I think you, people you think remember it's it. you, you think it's underrated. I think people remember it, but I don't think people remember just how good it was. Oh yeah, dude. You know, I I still to this fucking day think about the goddamn pink guy episode of Kids Next Door. Oh, that what episode's fucking... disgusting. Oh yeah, but it's like awesome. It's like so cool and how disgusting it is. Literally, they're eating fucking eye crust. They're eating eye crust, dude. <laughs> but it, it's great because it's a private eye episode. Yeah, which is awesome. 
like number two is literally like a private eye, and it's it's a whole format. And, it's and a you had like episodes. these, great. yeah, you had these these uh, format breaking episodes where the kids were away from the team doing like genre adventures. Like you had a whole Indiana Jones episode about the thirty third flavor, the thirty third uh, ice the cream, for- the the fourth flavor, uh, the fourth, fourth flavor. flavor, yeah, the gold, or like the 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 toilet bowl of youth. Yeah, like all that fucking shit is so good, dude. Also, I'm. Th- I'm thinking about it right now. I might be smoking crack here. I'm, uh, in reality, I'm just probably getting the fucking episode wrong. But didn't they also, didn't Kids Next Door also do kind of a speed parody? A parody of the movie yes. Speed? Okay. They did. Couple cartoons like did a parody that. of Speed. Uh, fucking Code Lyoko did a parody of Speed. Oh my god, you're right. In like the third or fourth episode, Xana tries to fucking crash a bus into a nuclear power <laughs> I love Xana. He's such a fucking dork. <laughs> the man, the man has no plans. He's just a nutcase. The best uh, part about Code Lyoko, the best part about watching Code Lyoko episode to episode in order is that sometimes they really did run out of ideas and use the same concept, but just slightly tweaked. Because the yeah. episode right after the buses are the fucking, are the, uh, the bulldozers. And it's trying to, bu- and they're trying to bulldoze the factory. The same fucking the same fucking plot, Miles. I've been I've been obsessed with some 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 shit, dude. Okay, what's your what are you obsessed with? I I'm not a furry. Let's start. Let's just let's just get preface preface this. Are you? A I'm obsessed. No, but I, what I am is is I am obsessed with all this fucking cowgirl cow anime girl art. Oh, me too. On my fucking timeline, what is happening here? Year of the with, cow. With this shit, 2021 is year of the cow. 2020 was Year of the Cow, and that's why we saw all these all these anime girls in, in cow, like, spotted cow getup. Yeah, this is the Year of the Ox, I believe. 2021 is Year of the Ox? Yeah, this year. The, this was a New Year's trend. Really? Yeah, and it's just kind of not stopped. Because I fucking love it and hope it never stops, dude. Me too. I didn't know Me I could too. have such a... I didn't know I could have such a fucking hard-on for... For black, white, spotted attire, dude. There's there's a JoJo character that's gonna f- make you fucking bust a nut in part six. Oh boy. Yeah, get fucking ready. Can't wait. Get ready. But yeah, no, I, I I've been obsessed with this fucking cow art, dude. This shit fucking rules. I love these fucking cowgirls. They're great. What I love about the cowgirl thing too is just that like every girl is gonna be cowgirled. All of the girls. Oh, everyone, everyone. It's only everyone. a matter of time, dude. I still haven't seen a Moogie one yet. Well, I think yet. Moogie's not looted that often, is she? <laughs> Depends on where you go. Depends on where you go. Uh, there are certain characters, like, inextricably, they're only looted. Like, Moogie, I think, tends to be a little more more wholesome. Yeah, Moogie's definitely, yeah. In, in fan art, I would say, yeah. And, and yeah, she's she's not super super looted. Yeah, um, there are some characters like Uzaki Chan is rarely not looted because at obviously. that point, what the fuck are you doing? At that yeah. point, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like, why would I be here? You know, like the the Doki's are are kind of like fifty fifty. You have some some like more wholesome Doki, and then you have some lewd Doki. Um, the Vocaloids yeah. usually ninety percent wholesome, ten percent lewd. Yeah, I would say, uh, I, you know, I'd say a good, you know, for me, a good 50-50 split is uh, the uh, Rent-A-Girlfriend uh, troupe. Uh, I would them. say, yeah, I would say them and um, the Love is War characters. 
Oh yeah, I I would say that's uh that's that's on two. I'd say it's pretty a fifty fifty split. I'd say although actually for 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 cog for for love is war I'd say maybe closer to like sixty five thirty five. That's um, fair. Sixty five wholesome thirty five or nine lewd and then lewd. Um, I think Chica gets the most lewds though. She Chica hundred percent does. Uh, maybe hi uh, maybe uh, uh Hayasaka right? That's that's her butler's name. Yeah. Um. Uh, I've I've started seeing much more of her since season two started. I've seen way more of her, um, but definitely like in the during the era of the first season, yeah. Uh, fucking Chica was fucking it, and rightfully so. Chica fucking rules. And yeah. it's hot as fuck. I love Chica. Oh yeah, she's great, dude. She's great in the fucking anime too. Um, dude, there's this shot in one of the episodes in the anime that is like no joke a top five side boob side boob moment with her. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I remember watching that. I, I remember I because I watched all of Love is War in between shifts at work on the train. And I was like, and I got to that moment. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. How they? I can't believe they let this shit on TV. This is so fucking hot. I can't believe I didn't have to go searching for this. I can't believe I didn't have to go fucking plundering on nhentai.net. You know what I love? And, and I miss this era. And and this is not this is probably not an era of like time. I think it was an era of our lives. All right. But I love the era when like you could jack off on YouTube. Like like when you were that innocent where where yeah. you would just you would just look up like a scene from like an etchy and you would be like that's enough. That's enough for me. Yeah, well that's all right, we're getting into it. <laughs> so, so I, because I started watching not safe for work content at a pretty, pretty young. I, maybe not super. I don't know. Not super young. I was in seventh grade, seventh eighth grade. One of the one of the two when that's, I started watching not safe for work content. That's but a I didn't start. Yeah, yeah. But I really didn't start masturbating and really didn't fucking uncover. I didn't fucking unlock that ability until um, I was in high school. Um, and at that point, I was like. I, I was watching like more 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 real shit. Yeah. Um where beforehand I would just look up like kinda naked somewhat naked girls, and then I was like looking up actually fucking naked shit. That that was the same way for me, but like I started jerking off when I was about fourteen, right? Yeah. And so like, but in that era, I could fucking go to YouTube and like there would just be like some clip from a fucking etchy show I ain't never heard of before. And I'd yeah. be like I'd be like, that's enough. That'll do. Yeah, uh, like no, that, it's, that era's over. Like, if that fucking side boob shot when I was 14, I would have been like, that's enough. Which, which ironically yeah. enough, is, is an experience that, like, our parents had. Yeah, where, like, right. they would have to rent a horror movie to jerk off to. Yeah, or just something with a little bit of titty in it, just uh, just to get the fucking gears going. Yeah, yeah. No. You you want you you went to the VHS store and you you bought some movie called like Slaughter Slaughter Party instead of Slumber Party, you know? Yeah. Um, and like, and and there's one scene in which Linnea Quigley, it's always L- Linnea Quigley, takes off her fucking shirt, and and your dad pauses and he goes, "Fuck yeah!" and like starts jerking <laughs> off, right? Like. You put so, Linnea. So let me ask you, you put Linnea Quigley's name on the box, so you know she's going to take off her shirt. What a horrifying time! What yeah, a, what, what a, fucking, a truly horrifying. Can you imagine living time. in that? Can you imagine yeah, living in that I, era? 
Yeah. Now, Miles, I want to say how on a scale of one to ten, in your honest opinion, how well do you think you would have fared in the era of 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 hiding contraband porn in your room? Do you think you would have succeeded in successfully uh, storing contraband or do you think you would have been found out? I would have been found out for sure. I think I would have been found out. I mean, even even the first time I started looking at smut, I didn't know that there was a private browsing option. Mm, so, like, okay. that's the level I was at. Um, okay. Yeah, I was on my own computer. Uh, thankfully, at the time, I was using, like, my own personal computer. Well, at least after I graduated. Um, so, th- not having, I did not really have to worry about that. But once I found out about incognito, I started using that all the time, even though it doesn't really matter. It, it's just for hiding it from your parents. But, like, I... I use incognito just in case I die and the coroner finds my computer. Like, you know. But do you care that much? I mean, you're fucking dead. Yeah, I care that much. The fucking coroner. I don't want the fucking coroner to see. Like, I want I want to fucking die with this, like, allegedly not inflation, not illegal fetish that I, I that know that everyone wonders about. But that like, it doesn't point, matter that at this point isn't. But I but you don't understand. I want to die with it. Because at this point, the meme has gone on for so long that once it's revealed, the meme is over. The meme must go on. Yeah, all memes must die, Miles. Such no! is the passage if you of die time. with the meme, the meme goes on forever. That's the whole point of a fucking meme. Yeah. So don't die with the meme, dude. Let us know what it is, and then we no, can laugh about I'm how gonna die stupid with the meme. Your your pee fetish is, I, uh, I, or whatever it is. <laughs> my pee. <laughs> it's it's still funny to me. It's still fucking funny to me. Yeah, I, I you know what? It's funny because like I feel like I I feel like in an alternate universe when if I did have a pee fetish, I would. You would never have heard about the Fighty Potsu Judenchan episode. Yeah. Cause like that would be one of those things where it's like I would be worried about you connecting the dots, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably if you probably I would have been able to connect the dots if you're like, yeah, dude, I came back and this show is super fucking based. Uh best show ever, honestly. Don't know why more people don't talk about it. And then I'm like, oh, cool, dude. I'll actually check this one out. And, I, and this is the one in five. This is the one in five I actually do, like, actually do seek out and look up. And I'm like, man, dude, there's a lot of fucking piss jokes in this. It's it's oh, too kind of weird. It's like, too much. I, I remember it being less. I remember it being less than it was. Um, I mean, I talked about it. The show sucks. Like, I went back to it and I was like, this show fucking sucks. Um, I remember yeah, you came it being away very with it. Good. You you came away with it saying, "Yeah, the only good thing is that one of these characters beats the shit out of a out of the main character with a baseball bat constantly." But like again, like you know, it's it's it is one of these things where like I just want to say like if I had a pee fetish, the Kiss X Six Kiss the Kiss X Sis and like Fighty Patsu Judenchan segment would have never happened. Speaking of Kiss X Six Miles, I got a, I got an important question for you. One I've been pondering for a little while now. Hit me. How many more years before incest is legal <laughs> in America? Yeah. Uh, I I don't think I'll say this. I don't think it's ever going to be legal, and here's why. Okay. Okay. Talk or if it me. is legal, it's not going to be fully legal. Here's why: incest is specifically illegal because incest incest breeds children with disabilities true 
Very so I, I think the whole, I mean, it, the reason that it's illegal is not so much that it's harmful to the partners, but it's harmful to the children. You are essentially willingly consenting to bring a disabled child. Uh, and and when I say disabled, I mean like severely, like possibly like severely compromised immune system. Like, yeah, bad, like actual, actual bad shit. We're like not, actual we're not bad talking, shit. It's, not, it's not the same yeah, as we're not like, talking being, on, we're not talking like, like, you know, lower mid on the autism spectrum here. Like most people would fret about, no, like actual like physical deformities and and, and shit like that, uh, and mental me, me, like serious mental uh, uh, handicaps and shit like that. Yeah, like gen- genuine mental handicaps, like like literal like motor skill inabilities or whatever the term. Yeah, is. quality of life is 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 terrible. Yeah, yeah, like there, there's a reason that like inbred families and royal families like that. It's a meme to say that someone is an inbred or royal child. Because, like, that's, that's a polite way of saying that, like, this person is so fucking inbred that they're non-functional. Like, it's – I think that, that incest is illegal specifically because it's not for the sake of, of – of, you know, it's not like, like when homosexuality was illegal where, where it was like, there's no reason for this to be illegal other than you're stupid <laughs> and, and, and you're wrong about, like – about like the actual meanings of of this kind of love like you know it's it's not like bestiality which is illegal because animals are nonverbal they lack the ability to say yes or no you know it's not like pedophilia like uh, like again all of these things are illegal because they cause significant harm to someone else oh yeah and, like, and i think that's co- why incest is illegal is that it's not causing harm to the partners but it is causing harm to a potential offspring yeah, that very very true. And a great point I never I never considered because I bring this up. If it ever is legal, it would have to be with the caveat that it must be protected sex. Cuz cuz that, that's the thing cuz like cuz I was thinking about it or I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how uh how someone went to a went to a wedding and it found out that the the, the people getting married people were becoming uh, a husband and wife uh, were actually cousins the entire time and he had no idea. Uh and I was thinking to myself I'm like Man, that's pretty fucked up. Two consenting adults can't get married. That's pretty fucking weird. And it's like, that's not okay. That's not okay. I think I think the whole point is just that that you know you can't marry your cousin because you're you're willingly bringing a child who might you know who who might have a significantly compromised quality of life because you're fucking mixing the chromosomes wrong. All I'm saying is, if you ain't dinking, you ain't thinking. For my uh, fellow uh, 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 no, no kid people out there, that means uh, double income, no kids, um, which is which is the way, dude. That is the way to fast success in society or in our in our current current situation is get married, double your income, don't have fucking children. <laughs> the only children you need is a fucking dog, dude. <laughs> fucking even worse dude fucking even why worse. dogs are inexpensive i dude, what stop you can't be out here you cannot miles you cannot be out here telling me they're dogs less are expensive, expensive than a child is okay what I mean. all right okay less expensive like than if, if you want something to take care of with your fucking partner a dog is the way to go you're still spending money you still got to take them to the fucking vet you still got to get them shit you know you still got to buy them you know litter boxes well i mean dogs don't use litter boxes you know but like you still gotta buy them stuff you know you gotta you gotta treat them you gotta get them medicine but like a fucking child is an investment yeah it's a lifetime investment big fucking investment big fucking investment um it's it's so 
it's so fucking funny. So one of my uh, one of my good friends actually had a child, um, a couple a few months ago. Uh, kids about four or five months years years old right now. I think he's about yeah closer to five five six I think. Um, and I was like chatting with them about about sort of the, the whole the whole the whole experience and in in, in in bringing them back and everything. And and they're great. They're in good. They're in good spirits and feel at peace. Um, and I was just like, man, it's pretty fucked up. Pretty fucked up. I'm like, you guys don't have any training. You guys don't know what the fuck. You guys don't know what the fuck to do. I'm like, they give you anything? I'm like, what do they just throw you out here with this fucking kid? Hey, good luck. Well, that's the whole point of a baby shower. Is that baby showers are from experienced, you know, parents giving gifts that are going to help with the kid because you don't realize how much a kid needs or how expensive it's going to be. Yeah. Like that's the whole point of a baby shower. You don't show up to a baby shower and give them a fucking Xbox One. You don't go to, you know. <laughs> You don't do that. Sorry, I just remembered. The- sorry, I just remembered the damn fucking stupid Canadian PSA where it's the baby shower and the grandma gives the mother a fucking rape whistle. Um, have you what? seen this? Have you seen this? No. This was a no, fucking. This was a, a fucking commercial in what one of the nostalgia critic uh, uh, commercial thons uh, that he goes over because he always does like one or two PSAs in these, and, and, and it's a perfectly normal baby shower and everything's going fucking fine. Um, and then it's, uh, and then, uh, she gets a little package and she opens it up and she's like, it's from grandma. It opens it up and she pulls it up and she's, and she's looking at it. And then everyone's kind of looking around and the grandma just goes, it's a rape whistle. And then everyone's just like really fucking bummed out. And then it says in Canada, one of four, four women will experience sexual assault. And you're like, fuck, <laughs> you're like fucking Christ, Jesus, Jesus, one in four. I think the worst part about it is the the obvious backstory is that the grandma was clearly raped. Pretty fucked up. Pretty fucked up. It's like awful. It's an awful thing to think about. Pretty fucked up commercial. Pretty fucked up. PSAs, man. Fucking, fucking terrifying, dude. I love PSAs, though. I mean, we all do. I mean, I secretly do, but I don't want to fucking watch them. I know, I never want to see them. But, like, I I feel the same way about black people. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's it literally means nothing. Reminder, I'm black. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah, just in case this is someone's first episode. Just in case you forgot. No, it's like someone, this might be someone's first episode. They might have been enjoying us talking about rape whistles. You know, games and YouTube in the first 50 minutes and the last 20 fucking minutes, I start talking about cowgirls and shit. Cowgirls and incest. Shit fucking goes downhill talking about, hey, when's incest going to be legal? Hey, I want to. Are you saying that you want to shag your brother? No. This is the it's disconnect. Okay, this is the true great disconnect, though. Is like what having a brother. I, I I don't have sisters. I don't fucking have sisters. So like, of course I'm gonna go on fucking Pornhub and I see anything with fucking you know bro or sis in the title. I'm gonna watch and not give a fuck. But I don't have a I don't have a I don't have any step siblings. You know, I don't got I don't got a sister. Like, let me just say up front, I have two sisters, and like the thought of incest, I'm like. 
I can't even fucking stand being around them for five <laughs> minutes in a conversational sense. Yeah, I... Fa- <laughs> Like I, I have I have a very good relationship with my older sister, but like we're just like I'm like I'm like I think I got like an hour most of time with my older sister before I'm like, all right, I want to get back to video games, please. And like with my younger sister, I like never see her, but we're we're not that we're not that similar, right? Yeah. I I I'm like, what kind of special fucking chemistry do you have to have with a sil- sibling where you're like, I feel romantically about you? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, it's, it's always funny, too, because you see, like, a lot of these, like, people who watch a lot of anime, and it is it is funny, like, Anna Twitter is proof that, like, the meme of, like, we, we always say, like, you know, we're always like, oh, Lollicon li- just lines on paper, and then you yeah. go on Anna Twitter, and you're like, no, maybe these fucking people who think that Lollicon is genuinely the same as pedophilia have a fucking point, because you look at Anna Twitter, and, like, the, there are people who are, like, they're like real. They're really skirting that line, dude. They're really taking the the lollycon meme to the to the far ends to, of to the, the earth, furthest extreme of the earth, dude. Yeah, they're taking they're taking it about as far as it can go without actually downloading some cheese pizza. <laughs> like, like I, I did I did see a tweet by someone who like you know was like a self admitted like in in the bio like one of those people who's like advocate for like Nichons or whatever. You know what okay. I mean? Uh, like one of those like Twitter accounts gotcha, where like gotcha. you, you think, oh, they're just like deep meme, like super red pilled kind of sense of humor. Yeah. And like he actually tweeted like my little sister sat on my lap. I almost busted a nut. <laughs> and I was just like, ah, fuck, dude, dude, struggle tweets, man. Struggle tweets. That's a struggle tweet. That is absolutely a struggle. tweet. You know, I was listening to a phenomenal fucking podcast and I learned and it was about completely separate fucking topic to, to to what we're talking about right now i was but, listening to this phenomenal podcast it was called zooier than now <laughs> i was listening to a phenomenal podcast it was called incest with the best uh and uh that's what they talked about really eye-opening show but no in all seriousness uh, i was listening to a podcast about um uh about whether or not you should as a as an artist whether or not you should pros and cons of signing with a label or not Again, completely off, off off topic, but they ended up speaking about their because the, the both the people on the podcast were artists, uh, and they were speaking about how they kind of ruse, grew in popularity, and and they brought something up that I never actually really considered, and we brought it up a couple times on this podcast, uh, and it's the first time I've really heard about this uh, this place or thought about it in a while. Tyler, it's fucking Tumblr. Everyone, all the fucking weirdos on Tumblr left tumblr and now they're on fucking twitter how did you not realize this that's like i've known this for two years that's why it sucks now i just i i just didn't put two and two together because you have to like it happened in 2018 but miles you need to understand you need to understand i do not know what the fuck happens on tumblr i don't know i don't get it now you do because it's in your fucking life on twitter I, i yeah on twitter on twitter I, I I've started to, I've started to see this shit, but I just really did not know that the, I I really was not aware of the max this mass exodus on Tumblr. Um, it's because specifically Tumblr started to ban not safe for work content. Oh yeah, that, oh I do remember this. I remember this being a yeah, and everyone decided well we're moving to Twitter because Twitter allows for safe for work content, and all these fucking poisoned people, these people who have literally been bitten by the fucking cancel culture snake. Yeah. They they're sitting there like, I gotta bring my my Tumblr justice to this lawless. They're bringing it to a to Twitter. a pub, to like they're they're bringing it from like this this old place where like all I'm sure all that shit 
was brewing and happening and stuff. And I'm sure, you know, people got it, like... It was, but like, it, it was brewing in such a way where like, you could... It was a quarantine zone. It was the same way with like 4chan, where like yeah. 4chan's actual representation is like, oh, 4chan's this fucking seedy hive. And like, shit definitely goes down on poll. But like, the truth is like, V is just full of like, idiots who like, discuss games not very well, you know? Yeah, like, it's just, the same way where like, like 4chan's just a board. Like, shit just kind of happens on the board. Yeah, that's the whole point. Like, yeah, and like, like Tumblr, like, had this awful cancel culture, but like, most of Tumblr was like people just posting shit that interested them and people reblogging it. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, 100%, 100%. Again, I don't want to make, I, I'm not trying to like p throw any generalizations here. I just like uh, hearing that and having it explained like that, I was like, fuck, fuck, that explains it. That explains why it's like this. It, so, so does Twitter need to ban not safe for work art? Absolutely. Cowgirls need to go. No. Sign up for Pixiv. No. Sign up for Pixiv, boys. Dude, hear me out. What if Twitter bans not safe for work art and they're like, fuck it. We're going to 4chan now. Fuck this shit. And then we have, and then the greatest, the greatest territory war of all time would take place. It would be of, fucking fantastic. It would be, it would be phenomenal content. Great goss. Yeah. Great fucking goss. Absolutely great goss. And if you want to keep up with the hottest goss, then you want to keep up with the Hatsune Miku's Crack House Twitter at Miku's Crack House. Yes. When I said at there, it was maybe the most unpleasant sound that anyone has ever heard. Uh, 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 oh, God, I can't wait to hear that again in editing and, and desperately want to cut it. But like, no, I have to keep it because I've made a big deal out of it. So very cool. Uh, but if you want to follow us at Miku's Crack House, make sure to check us out. We, oh, last week we talked about, or not last week, on the Redux episode, the pre-Redux, yeah. the Pre-Dux episode. The episode, about the episode that didn't come out last, or the episode 40 that didn't come out last week because it sucked. Uh, yes, uh, we talked about potentially opening a Discord server. I don't know how you're still feeling about that, but I would still like know. to. I would yeah, still like to. Let us know if you want a Discord server. We will make it. And we'll just do the things that we usually do, and it'll be active for a week, and then we'll not do anything afterwards. Yeah, for for sure. Yeah, if 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 you out there, you or any of your friends who, who are similar, like minded, or think they'd be into the the style of the show, even if they don't really particularly like podcasts. Yeah, if we could get a Discord community going, I think that'd be pretty sick. Because I'd rather have more direct, I'd rather have more direct contact with people who actually like to listen to this show, uh, as opposed to sort of being kind of segmented on Twitter. Because I do kind of genuinely, I'm, th I've been thinking more and more seriously about just like actually like fully getting off of Twitter and like you know not deactivating my accounts, but like actively just having everything logged out at all times and like having it be an effort to go there. Because I think it'd be smart because shit's gotten a lot better with, you know, practices I've employed at like since like the beginning of the show. But I think I, it's it's becoming I've noticed it's becoming less and less valuable every day and makes me just and it's been more and more a negative aspect than positive. So, yeah, I would. But I still like like it for for mainly crack house and just tweeting and shit on there and, and making memes and joking around and interacting with all y'all so if you want to be a true crackhead follow us at miku's crack house this has been miles J. am sam kingma and join us next week for more hatsune miku's crack house in the meantime i got some goss to fill sam in on which you don't get to hear so i don't know go fuck yourself anime thighs when she opened up so what i got a twinkle in my eye asian pussy is so tight i just
just really want a pipe Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five Anime thighs when she opened up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want a pipe Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five Bitch, I'm bout to fuck this cutie, so I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded, like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no, don't understand what she don't wanna, ayy Sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny like it was a no-show Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime with the bros, though Say my motherfucking bitch, I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuki you on a list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime Dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs, when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want a pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties.